0: Hi, my name is Sydney Mitchell.
1: Hi, I'm Matthew Brickman, Florida Supreme Court mediator. Welcome to the Mediate This podcast, where we discuss everything mediation and conflict resolution. Okay, so you were going to ask for interruption of a... Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, I apologize. I was thinking about, okay, let's say a parent is in the process of, or like a father is going through the step-up plan. To have contact with the child. And let's say he has, whether it be a drug addiction or alcohol addiction that he's working through, obviously behavior is improving enough to then invite contact with the child. But let's say there's some type of situation where the child is exposed to something um, that was not anticipated or I mean, it could be a a varying number of things. Uh, The parent, the dad relapses and and now can't care for the child. Like what happens when there are even more safety concerns that are presented unexpectedly during the process of the step-up plan?
1: So depending on why we're creating a safety-focused plan would then depend on, well, what happens if. So remember we um, we had talked about in the beginning of this particular episode about the child safety section and how we've talked about that in the regular parenting plan, or sometimes we would add it, right? In a safety-focused parenting plan, it's not, well, we may or may not address safety issues. If we're doing a supervised plan, a safety-focused plan, a step-up plan, odds are we're putting Safety focused language in there, depending on the particular uh issue that we're needing to address, right? So okay. for example, for example, let's let's say that it is, and you had brought up like a relapse, let's say that it's drug and alcohol related. Okay. So we have a section that we can add that has all the drug and alcohol language in it. So let's say, for example, that we have a three-month step-up plan, like we were talking about, right? That if a parent substantially exercises, then they go on to the next one, then they substantially exercise, they go on to the next one, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say, for example, let's just say hypothetically, that dad has um, a drug issue. And so we have a safety-focused step-up plan to where we're creating a safe environment for dad and the child to interact, right? Eventually, it's going to be maybe 60-40, 50-50, whatever the parties negotiate or whatever the law is um, or whatever the the judges do, because we know what the judges generally do. So that's usually where we end up in, in mediation. But let's say, for example, we build this whole thing out. Then we've got to go and look at the safety-focused language. So let's say, for example, again, it is a drug addiction. So we would build in here um, an entire drug testing. Now, again, it depends on the extent of the nature. It's so particular of, is this drug testing just during the safety focus? parenting plan part is this ongoing how long does it go is it into infinity and beyond is there an expiration date like how long does this go on um but i'm going to read through the language and as i go through here i'm going to address a couple of things okay because and and this will answer your question of okay so what if we have a step-up plan and a parent should relapse. The answer is in the, the safety language of what happens. Okay. Okay.
0: okay. So it's not within the step up plan. It's it's in the child safety. It
1: is it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is it is addressed here. So so I'm going to jump to that, and then we're going to back up. Right. So we've got in here if a parent either fails to appear for testing or test positive. And we've got, it depends on what it is. Is it alcohol abuse, uh, drugs, whatnot? Then they will reimburse the requesting party. This will make sense when we go through the first part of it. And the requesting party may terminate time sharing for the remainder of the ongoing time sharing of the parent not in compliance. Said time sharing shall remain suspended until the parent not in compliance provides, at their own expense, three negative drug tests comprised of one per week for a total of three consecutive calendar weeks at his or her own expense. There's a couple of really important words in here. Okay,
0: Can so you, if you're not going to already, would you just summarize what all that just said? It was a lot of words, a very yeah. long sentence. Just to make that succinct for us, and then
1: yeah, I think so. So, so what it means is this, if you have a parent that has this drug testing language and that parent does not go as this paragraph says that they need to go when requested, we're going to talk about that. Or if they fail a drug test, then instead of needing to come back to mediation, filing a motion for contempt enforcement, hiring your attorney, automatically time sharing is suspended. Now, that is an important word it is terminate i mean sorry it is suspended that means that if you're on a safety focused plan and you've got these steps it's suspended where you left off so say for example dad is in step 2 he relapses mom thinks he's under the influence says go get testing he gets tested he is Uh, testing positive mom then can immediately terminate the time sharing and he will stay suspended at that level until he gains compliance of this entire paragraph and then he starts back where he left off does that make sense Mm -hmm. so what this entire paragraph says is each parent or and, and usually everything is reciprocal. This is not mom dictating to dad, dad dictating to mom. Usually, you know, even if, even if it's, it's, it's one parent, usually it's if, if either of them. I've had people that have never drank, never done drugs ever in their life, and they end up end up doing something and then people are back doing modifications going, yeah, they started drinking heavy and they, this happened. And then they got a DUI. They've never done it before. So we just make it reciprocal. It's just easy. So uh, each parent shall be entitled to arrange at their own expense, a random urinalysis of the other parent, not to exceed once every calendar month. So we're going to stop there. So sometimes this is a urinalysis Sometimes this is hair follicle. Sometimes this is blood. And sometimes this is fingernail. It all depends. It depends on what is going on. Um, it's And so, you know, the type of drug testing, it depends on what the issues are. Mm-hmm. And the reason why we put that it's not to exceed once every calendar month is this is not to be, again, it's not to be a sword. It's to be a right. shield. This is not, this is to be uh protective of the child not to be harassive of the other parent right but also guess who's paying for it well the parent requesting it well guess what then you're not going to be wielding this sword if it's going to cost you every time to wield this sword
0: Mm -hmm.
1: a lot of thought has gone into how we construct these things right so the other thing that's important to know is what type of drugs or alcohol because that'll tell us what type of drug testing we need. Is it a urinalysis? Maybe that's enough. Maybe, no, you know what? They know how to beat urine. They know how to beat this. You know what? We want hair follicle. Okay, well, Sydney, I actually had, I actually had somebody in mediation shaved their entire body, every piece of hair, including their eyebrows. <laughs> gosh like and, and, and drugs was at the issue and you yeah. know what this guy made sure you ain't gonna find no hair wow so so guess what they were like well we 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 definitely don't trust you because you've shaved every piece yeah, clearly, of hair
0: you right
1: know so. so definitely not going with your analysis so you know what they wanted blood You can't be, all right, you got blood because you're alive and you're breathing. Mm -hmm. The only problem though is, okay, so the cheapest of the um, drug testing is your analysis. That's the least expensive. Mm -hmm. The second least expensive is hair. The next least expensive is blood. And the most expensive, um, at least as of the date of of recording this that that I'm aware of, is fingernail. I've never heard of that one. I know, I know. The first time I was like, fingernail? I'm like that's that's pretty crazy. And for those for those people listening, this guy had had also shaved every hair in his ears, his nose, his face, every hair. Like
0: that's so that's so funny. I know, but
1: you know, but this, you know, he, he was like, you're not going to get it from me. He knew it was going to come. So he thought he'd be proactive until they asked for blood Problem was it's more expensive, but then it also, depending on the type of drug depends on how many panels and depending right. on how many panels depends on the cost. So if it's a three, I think there's three, seven, 10, 21, I think something like that. Don't quote me on it, but. So depending on and depending on the panel gives you the range of the drug or the particular drugs that you may be looking for. Mm -hmm. So again, this, this whole paragraph is custom depending on the situation, what we're looking for. So then let's go to the next sentence. That was just the first sentence of the entire paragraph. So then if a parent is notified that a, your analysis, you know, Usually, Sydney, what I'll do is is after this, like like in this, in this example that we're looking at, I've got random urinalysis. Usually once we define what it is, like random blood test, random urinalysis, random hair follicle test, then I'll then I'll just change the rest of the language to the drug test. Cause we've already defined what kind it is, right? right. So if a parent is notified that a drug test is requested by the other parent, he or she must appear at the laboratory office within 10 miles of the sample providing parents home as arranged and paid for in advance by the requesting parent and submit a sample within 24 hours of the request. So we build out, okay, where is it? When is it? Like how's it all built out, right? Notice of the request shall be provided by the requesting parent to the sample providing parent via. So now we look back at the parenting plan. How did we address their communication? Mm -hmm. Is it text? Is it email? Is it talking parents, app closed, family wizard? Like how are they communicating? And we'll just copy and paste that and put it into this uh, section. So they will then notify the other parent, but it's in writing advising that the test has been arranged and providing the name, address, telephone number, days and hours of operation of the laboratory receiving the sample. So Quest or whatever uh, drug testing facility is around. So then this is where it gets important. If a parent fails to appear for testing, okay, that, guess what? You're in violation of this. Time sharing can be terminated. If a parent tests positive, for non-prescribed controlled substances. So if they're taking something that they shouldn't be taking, they don't have a prescription for, fine, we cover that. Um, alcohol abuse, maybe it's alcohol, maybe, maybe not, who knows. Has an irregular or diluted sample. There's a number of products on the market that you can drink and do, which will, you know, maybe, you know, trick the test. No, if it's irregular or diluted, it's considered a positive, like you're in trouble. So we try to get every little thing that, I mean, humans are creative. Mm -hmm. Um, Then what happens is that if they they don't show up, they test positive, they try to beat the system. Well, then they have to reimburse the other party. So remember, the party that requested is the one that's actually paying for it. But if they test positive, now they've got to pay them back. Now, what happens if they're negative? If they're negative, no harm, no foul great. At least we still have a good environment for the child, right? Mm -hmm. But if they do test positive, then they have to reimburse. And now we get to the rest of the language and the requesting party may terminate the time sharing for the remainder of the ongoing time sharing of the parent, not in compliance. So it's an automatic trigger of time sharing's over. Now, for how long? Like forever? Indefinitely? No, you got to keep reading said time sharing shall remain suspended not terminated suspended wherever they left off in their step up plan they stop right there so basically push a pause button right so push a pause button until the parent not in compliance now provides at their own expense now now they got skin in the game right so now at their own expense They've got to do three negative drug screens in whatever format, whether it's hair, urine, blood, three panels, seven panels, whatever we already outlined. They now have to do three negatives comprised of one negative per week for a total of three consecutive calendar weeks. And if they can do that, then they go right back where they left off. Mm-hmm. We're not using this as a sword. It's a shield to protect the child, right? And so that's how we build this thing out. Now, guess what I've gotten recently? They're smoking pot. Now what? And they're like, well, I have a medical marijuana card. And what ailment do you have? Oh, under HIPAA, you can't ask me that. I just have a card. <laughs> and guess what? Most of the judges are, are are smoking. A lot of attorneys are smoking. Like, no, move on to a different drug. Like, sorry, but, you know, when they become legal, no, I also get, oh, well, they drink around the child. How old are you? Are you over 21? You're allowed to drink. Okay. And, you know, so when do you get to the restrictive, protective right. part of it? You get there if... And it goes back to shared parental responsibility. Are you unable to make decisions or making detrimental decisions? Are you under the influence where you're making bad decisions or you're passed out and you can't even properly care for and protect the child, right? So that's, Sydney, when we go up to then this other language that says either no alcoholic beverages or drugs of any kind will be consumed from 24 hours before the child arrives until they're returned to the other parent. That can be a, a bit draconian and a bit restrictive because look, if you're over 21, you wanna have a cocktail, you want a glass of wine at dinner, you're allowed to. This says, no, not allowed. And what if, what if, sometimes I get it where, okay, let's go back to our example. Mom's got the child, dad's doing a step-up program. She wants this language in there. Be careful what you ask for. This door swings both ways. And if you've got the child 80% of the time, he's got 20% of the time. That means that 80% of the time you're not drinking, he can. But yet he's the one with the safety focused plan. Be so careful what you, what you careful ask for as well. For. Everything's reciprocal. You know, now this, we don't use that often. It's very, very rarely because, look, mom and dad, they're old enough. Again, are you trying to be restrictive or are you just trying to be protective? It's a double edged sword because it cuts both ways. Right. And so that's where then we can get to see where I put or right big capital letters or maybe maybe we have a different way of doing things. So neither parent will be under the influence of any substance to the extent that their normal faculties are impaired, including but not limited to alcoholic beverages or controlled substances, legal, prescribed or illegal during any period that he or she is to be with the child.
0: So that covers the medical marijuana.
1: (laughs) That covers everything like and, and look. You should not be under the influence of anything when you are to be caring for a child where you're not able to properly protect or care for the child. Like if you want, and and attorneys tell their clients all the time, if you want to get high, do it when the child's not around. Don't do it when he's around. Don't do it Mm -hmm. when she's around. You want to go out on a drinking binge? You want to destroy your liver? Do it on your days that you don't have your child. But don't do it with your child around. right so then we get if 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 either parent is intoxicated or in any mood altering substances legal or illegal we'll stop right there so we've i've had you know you know we we live in florida for a number of years and even this country but really in florida we've had a major major epidemic of oxycontin right i have a prescription not to take six a day like, no, you don't have that kind of prescription. That is an abuse of a legal prescribed mm-hmm. narcotic. So again, we cover everything going because and, and, and I've had words like, you know, well, I have a prescription. Not for that many. Right. Not for that many. And so Sydney, even for that, sometimes, going back down here, we'll get into this drug language even if it's a prescribed legal, drug because we know that there is it. an abuse. You know, of it. If,
0: if you're gonna anticipate that behavior, I mean you've you've gotta it's all be it, it all has to be written down somewhere and agreed upon and there's gotta be a policy because otherwise what then you have to go submit for modifications and
1: well like okay yes but long before you can submit to a modification you could have the injured or death of a child. Right. So, you can modify all day long? No. I mean, I'll give you an example. Well, let me finish this paragraph. And then I'll give you an example of this paragraph too. So if either parent is intoxicated or in any mood altering substances, legal or illegal, to the extent that his or her normal faculties are impaired, which would create a situation where he or she would be unable to properly care for and protect the child, this shall constitute a direct violation of this agreement. Like, you know what you're doing. This is a direct violation. And then we go back to our, just our general parenting plan that has the enforcement clause that says, if you do not adhere to this plan, if you default, that in and of itself can be grounds for the judge to come in and redo the time sharing. Hmm. Think about your actions. Do you love your drugs more than you love your children? If so, maybe you shouldn't have had kids. Just saying, right? So, so, and I think I, think I gave you this, this, uh, 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 this story where the father was so under the influence that he was taking the two kids to school and ended up in a different neighborhood, hit two cars, popped up on a curb and hit a tree nowhere close to the kid's school. And of course, they come in to modify. And yes, he was over 21. Yes, he's allowed to drink but he was so hungover and so inebriated that he should not have been behind a car. He did it with the kids in the car. This isn't even a DUI that he got and the kids with mom on the weekend. No, the kids were in the car. Guess what? He got a safety focused parenting, but he went from 50, 50 backtracked, ended up with a safety focused drug and alcohol and all these things. Like when, when I originally did their divorce, it was 50, 50 fine. Mm -hmm. Yes, both of them accused each other of excessive drinking. But he said, she said, neither of them had DUIs, DWIs, neither of them been arrested. There's no evidence except, well, I know. And like I said, he knows, she knows, and God knows, right? So after the fact, they're like, okay, he finally got caught. Okay, great. Now this guy ends up with a safety-focused parenting plan with everything that we're talking about. About first there was, you know, he was he was an in, in uh, inpatient rehab, then outpatient rehab, then started to see the children. It was supervised um, through a facility down in Delray. Rey. Then um then we had the alcohol and drug testing. I mean, we had it all there. Cause he got in the car accident under the influence with the two kids in the car. Like, yeah. So, you know, I had one too, which, which involved domestic violence where the mother was, att- and, and it was, this was all caught on the uh, home security cameras in the house. The mother was attacking the father um, while the father was holding the child. Mm um and i think the child was it was under 1 under 1 mm-hmm. um and so yeah like if you think that it's a good idea to attack another person while they're holding your infant child mm-hmm. your decision making probably isn't there right. you pro- we probably need to figure out either is there mental issues or uh, or you know substance abuse issues mm-hmm. You know, some sort of counseling, some sort of therapy, you know And so usually then this this is where we get into, you know, also um, you know, therapy provisions and whatnot. In a, uh, in a parenting plan as well about, you know, the party's consent to therapy. So-and-so is going to be the chosen therapist. Mm. Uh, they're going to have the child at the therapy on time. Mm. They're not going to question the child after their therapy. You know, we, we build out all of the stuff if it's therapy as well. Occasionally, Sydney and I will be releasing Q&A bonus episodes where we will answer your questions and give you a personal shout out.
0: If you have a comment or question regarding anything that we discuss, email us at info at That's info at iChat, iChat, Mediation.com. And stay tuned to hear your shout out and have your question answered here on the show.
1: For more information about my services or to schedule your mediation with me, either in person or using my iChat Mediation virtual platform built by Cisco Communications, visit me online at imediateinc.com. Call me at 561-262-9121, toll free at 877-822-1479, or email me at mbrickman at